I'm Kobe Rasmus, otherwise known as the Possum King. I like doing two things on my days off, blending with foliage with camo similar to that Jamaican-looking predator thing, and also listen to my favorite podcast, Lima Time Time. So cook up some Junction Jack meat and maybe make a fallout shelter. I don't know. Just listen to Lima Time Time. It's starting now. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, free your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's Lima time time. Patrick, how are you doing? I am doing great. I know. Consi- now, considering, well, because I we we are friends outside of outside of Twitter and the podcast. Like I know that things are not great. <laughs> so I admire I admire your willingness to lie to our audience. I will lie to these sons of bitches literally every day of the week. And it's not like you have like a felony charge pending. Like it's just it's just bullcrap like life stuff. But yeah, it's all good. So. Hey, but at least we're sponsored by Bravado Spice still. Yeah, somehow. that that bullcrap life stuff is sponsored by Bravado Spice. <laughs> Go to bravadospice.com, follow Bravado Spice on Twitter, Instagram, like their Facebook page, eat their sauces, eat their pickles. Like, literally, I don't know what else to tell you people to do. Um, it's delicious. I can't say it enough. In fact, I think I need you guys to prove to us that you're that you've tried it. So I'd like you to tweet in the Lima Time Time account or Astros County, either or, it doesn't matter, Yeah, with with pictures of you eating Bravado Spice, and uh, that's it. Just do that. Yeah. Or, el- or else. I'm almost out of crimson, and I did not get that bottle too long ago. I can, I can send you mine. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, so, uh, yes, go to BravadoSpice.com, order yourself some bottles of... Uh, of hot sauce and you will not you will not regret it nope one thing you will regret is being an Astros fan yeah it's a ter- I mean regret it or just it's it's just uh, I don't it's not regret it's just I mean that was a good segue actually but <laughs> I was trying to debate it but no it's regret it's full blown regret if you could and we're going totally off notes here but this is something that I've thought about frequently I. Uh, like I'm not gonna not be an Astros fan. Like I'm not just gonna. There's not gonna come a day where I'm gonna say, you know what? Screw this team. Screw this organization. I'm this team's fan now. But if no. if you could be redrafted, where you were not from Houston, you had not invested all this time of your personal life as an Astros fan, w- what team would catch your fancy? Um. Like if you I were got, British got, and, and moved if here. If I was British, oh, that's that's that throws it all off. I was gonna <laughs> say I, I've always been kind of partial to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Classic. Just with my LA ties and stuff, I I, I like the Dodgers. I don't hate them. Yeah, I don't hate the Dodgers. Um, but if I if I was coming in as an outsider picking a team, um, that's probably the San Francisco Giants. Classic team. And I just yeah. I mean, because the Cubs are the the pick, the sexy pick, but fuck the Cubs. Yeah, screw screw them. 
just a sweaty butthole of an organization. Yeah, I just like the way the Giants are doing things. They have a badass stadium out there. They have cool unis. they got some cool players. Our boy Hunter's out there. And they, they've got the good history. They've got a good history. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they have everything. Everything you want in a club. You want the history, and you want the uh, everything. Yeah, that's that's my pick. What about you? Yeah, I've always been... Like, I'm not going to... I used to... Before the Astros moved to the AL, I hadn't mentioned this before, like, I'm a... Uh, my parents lived in Seattle for a while, and I kind of... I've been to Safeco, and it's my favorite non-Minute Maid stadium. And so I would say Seattle, but not not now. Um, right. I've always sort of been partial to the Tigers. Like, I've always liked... Because they're another one of those kind of classic teams, sweet uniforms, uh, a lot of history, but, but I like... I don't know. I've I've sort of been partial to the Tigers. So. Yeah, they've had, and they're like they've been up and down. They've been like the wor- they've been like us, like the worst team ever, and then yeah, good. And they're a fun team to watch, especially when Verlander's on the hill. Yeah, and you're right, cool unis, classic. I think it, I have to loop us in, but I think orange is just it's just such a money color. Whether it's blue and orange or black and orange, like the Giants or. Are blue and orange. It's just I don't know. It, it, it pops. I'm in. I'm in love with the with the current. I hated that brick red pinstripe with the curse. I did. I did too. And I, I loved it when they first changed it because what they were coming from. That was and, the, the blue and gold with the yeah. shooting star. It's funny how uniforms. They you hate them, and then looking back, you're like, actually, those are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Even even those ugly Houston Rockets pinstripe jerseys, I love them now. And they were really weird, and everybody hated them. But now I'm, I look back, I'm like, you know what? Those are kind of clean. It, it, well, it, it takes you back to a little bit of a better time. And that's probably what it is, too. It's probably nostalgia. But it's the Cracker yeah. Barrel of uniform design. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a uh, a very controversial quote here. I do not like the all orange ones. Really? I just don't. I don't. Interesting. It looks like what Colby would wear out in the woods. Hey, I, that's what I wear when I'm not trying to get shot by other hunters. <laughs> it was sweet of him to record a live spot for us at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, great guy. We tracked him down pretty quick. Fantastic. Well, he's if he wanted us to find him because if he wanted to hide his tracks, then there there would be no finding him. No, yeah, he could immediately just disappear into the woods and never come out unless he's like Rambo. He comes back out and shoots a whole town of. Yeah. He just went up for state Washington or Oregon, wherever that was. Covers himself in deer urine and just hides in the shadows and the leaves. <laughs> I can just talk. Like, can we just talk about like Colby lore the entire time and not get in? <laughs> I, not get into what's happening. I don't. I don't want to talk about the Red Sox series, but I. I feel like we. I feel like we should. So okay, it was sort of the worst case scenario. I mean, it was. It was. You know, the the first night Dallas Keuchel g- gets shelled again. And Yikes. so that was that's that's disconcerting, um, to say the least. That that I I'm on the verge of getting of, of getting nervous every time he starts a game now. Where that was the least of my concerns in 2015. I'm a little bit nervous when Keuchel takes the hill just because of he's just getting slapped around. Yeah, and that was it was pretty clear early on that was. <clears throat> that was going to be an unwinnable game. That eleven one, that eleven one loss. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad they got out of the way. <laughs> well, it, Just it, like, and then you have no stress. You can kind of rest certain people. 
Yeah, yeah, and then and then the Astros somehow seem to make. Well, they they won the second. Yeah, after a really game. rocky start for McCullers, which I called. Yes, yes, you did. And I'm going to do that every time I'm correct. I'm just letting everybody know that I am very obsessed with being correct. So if I predict <laughs> anything, I'm going to refer back to it. But uh, I think it's not a surprise that he got hit around a little bit. I think we both thought that that would happen. Well, he's you know he's it's his first start of the season. You know he's going to be amped up. You also know his arm's not built up. And Fenway playing a good Red Sox team too. Who's, so. Whose offense is absolutely lights out lately. Wow, weren't they though? I mean, <laughs> that's what didn't... sucks about that series is that we we played with them toe for toe for a lot a lot of the series. So yeah, and yeah, and that's what I think that it's the and it's sort of the story of the 2016 Astros that the way they lost is you know it's almost like I would have three games like that Keuchel start three losses like that Keuchel start would have been a little bit more palatable I think so too than than to slug your way back into the game only to have it fall apart late well that's and it, that's I mean that seems to be a trend now I mean they losing winnable series yeah I mean it was I mean they had they had the split locked up nope nope so, um, and then, the, you know, they did it with Seattle. I mean, we talked that last series at home. So, I mean, it, they're blowing winnable games, and it's starting to get on – starting, it is on my nerves. It's just – It's it's on my nerves, but it's, it's – bad, It's bad luck and it's bad execution at the same time. Yeah, and there's – it's it's rare that you can point to one person and say, you screwed this up. But there are there are a couple. So let's let's talk about the Saturday game real quick because that was when Ortiz tied the game in the ninth and then won the game in the eleventh. Right. Why in the hell are they pitching to Ortiz at all in those situations? Because it's an Astros tradition to test luck and pitch to people. <laughs> I mean, when did we ever walk out of Pujols? That's true. It's like a tradition that you do not intentionally walk. People, when you're the Houston Astros, the, the, you, you let them swing away and you let them beat us. So, and, and it's not even – Ortiz was already killing us. I mean, he already hit a home run earlier, correct? Yes. And then, then he hit the the triple or is it a double? It was the triple. He had so many – he had a great series. And, he did. But, He's having a great yeah, he year. was murdering us that game. So just on that alone, he should have been walked, whether he was Ortiz or – Fucking Pedroia, it doesn't matter. And I and I feel like, you know, if he if he he tied the game up in the ninth, okay. Um, don't let him beat you. Don't let him tie the game and then and then win the game. You know, in the eleventh. Right. So so he's taken you. You know, he's sort of worked you over for a couple of games. He tied the game in the ninth. Don't give him the opportunity. Even though Hanley Ramirez is up behind him, which I, which I'm David Ortiz could be sixty five years old and just sort of like sitting. On a tire swing, I don't know why he'd be sitting on a tire swing at sixty years old. But yeah, it wouldn't support him. It's, it's true. It's true. Lost a leg to diabetes, and he <laughs> could he could unscrew his wooden leg and step up to the plate. And I'd be like, so walk that dude. Like, don't let him. I know he's sixty and balancing on one leg. Don't just walk him. Don't let him. Don't let him take you deep. <laughs> and yeah, he's, he's one of those guys. He's on the list. Yeah. So so Hinch's logic was they had two strikes on him. Feliz throws the wild pitch that opens up first base, and they didn't want to walk him after after getting him to two strikes because all you need is another all you need but is a see, strike. But they shouldn't have been in that. I, I would have 
it would have been a no-brainer from the get-go. So you're mad that they didn't decide to do it after the fact. I would have. I thought it would have been an automatic walk. Like we're not pitching to this guy. Well, either way would have been totally fine with me. Gotcha. But but yeah yeah but it after the, after the wild pitch it's like okay this is what you do <laughs> yeah that's baseball two strikes I, are, it's not like Ortiz is terrible with two strikes no know? he's one of the best so if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken I'm I'm not playing around on a on a series where you know if you win you can at least split if that you, was so important and I was yeah I was texting a friend and I told her that she's a Rangers fan but she knows her stuff. We'll forgive her. She likes the Astros too. Right. But um, and I was just like, yeah, this is very important to guarantee the split now with the schedule ahead. And it's not even Chicago. Then it's Texas, and then it's Baltimore. Like our season could be done in a, in a couple weeks. This could be. This could be. A I know that's really really drastic, but it's kind of true, and it sucks. Well, it's it's it, they've dug they've already dug themselves a very deep hole, and they haven't made it easier for them. It's like they dug themselves a hole and then threw the shovel out. They can get out of it. They just made yeah, it a whole n- lot Yeah, nine harder. games under isn't the worst. It's not insurmountable. But the way they're playing and who they're playing, it's just a split, a guaranteed split with Sunday wide open would have been very ideal because, hey, fuck it, play 500 baseball and hang on and then come home and win. Whatever. Just, yeah. uh, man. So so that was Saturday. Terrible, just terrible all around. Yep. Um Sunday and 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 again the Astros waste a George Springer grand slam. George, yeah, a great George Springer day. They they waste they tend to waste a, a lot of shit if we're being honest. Yeah, Springer's hit two grand slams this season and they're zero and two in those games. So, cool. Yeah, stop hitting grand slams. That's the moral of the story. Yep. The Sunday game is the one, and, and uh. I will be completely honest. They got down big, and I I couldn't take it anymore, and I went out for a run and checked MLB at bat. And I was like, Holy crap, I'm not coming back home until this game's over because obviously that's the key. Cause that's how weak minded I am that I think I have any bearing. You do. On a game. You have maybe all I, the witch powers. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I do. And, and so I got home and I wasn't, I, I didn't listen. I was like, I'm just going to let this, I'm just going to let this happen. And not only had they come back, but then they gave it right back away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Gomez called off Springer and then apparently thought he paused reality and that the ball would stop in midair when he called off Springer so that he could settle under it, maybe practice his golf swing a little bit, and then let the ball drop, and there's your ball game. Yeah, that just was such a weird series of events. It, I still, even with him saying that, it still doesn't make sense to me. What they were, it was just fucking terrible. Well, and th- so at, at that point... I'm I'm watching sort of the replay. I watch the condensed game uh, on MLB TV, and and I'm like I'm I've freaking had it with this dude. Like we I've 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 stood by. I've defended him, saying good times are coming. I I don't want him anywhere near the team anymore. And then he has like one of the most heartbreaking quotes after the game. Did you see it? Nope. He said. And I'm I'm gonna paraphrase it, but I'm gonna get it 95. Hey, man, yeah, be careful with that paraphrasing on. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're not gonna Brian T. Smith it. I'm not, I'm not gonna treat him like he's a goddamn minstrel show. Um, he said something. He said we lost today because of me, uh, and every day that we lose, it's because of me. 
that's really fucking sad. I want to hug him. I, and yeah, I want to give that like, dude a hug. Stab him at the same. Put him out of his misery. <laughs> you want to hug him and then stab him in the kidney. Like, so he dies knowing it's okay, but it wasn't okay. Right. You can hold him as his life. Right. Goes from so he's his body. comforted as I take his life from him. <laughs> but that's that's super sad. I I really a softy. You know, I that hurts when you hear hear a guy put it on him, and you can see how sad he is. You can and and the just and then the, it humanizes them, and you're like, wow, we're this is a baseball game, and this person's fucking really sad. Well, I think it's interesting because in uh, and I, I've been thinking about that quote for a little over a day now, and creepy. Well, sorta, but you know, we, we got to make the radio gold, so I need huh. to have I need to have a take. Um, when he comes, you know, when he came to Houston, you know, he talked about how. You know, the season, 2015 wasn't going as well as he thought, but he wanted to, like, make everyone well aware. He's not hurt. And that's when he threw out the, you know, I feel sexy quote. And just yeah. the drop in confidence from, yeah, I've been struggling, but I still feel sexy, to every game we lose, it's because of me. It's heartbreaking, the lack of confidence. And I don't know that he can, and I'm not saying, like, he's too stupid to, re- I'm not saying, I'm not questioning his intelligence. I'm just saying, I'm worried that his confidence level is is at rock bottom. It is, and he's not going to play his way out of it. Because yeah, have- he, he's at that point, and he knows that he's at that point. He knows that he's at a crossroads. And ah, man, the mental aspect of baseball is so crucial. Yes, that he, sometimes you just. I mean, I think they were talking on the broadcast. Sometimes you just get the yips, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, and then that gets in your head and you can't hit. But this is like when you've lost all confidence, you're not you're not going to hit. You well, you call when you when you've dropped to the level at which he's playing now, I think that carries over to how he plays in the field. Like he's missed some pretty easily catchable balls. He has. And and I think that, that the yips have gone beyond his I think he's taking his plate appearances into the field. Yeah, I and I would. I don't, I don't even think it was the yips. I think it's just disaster. But I, I was just making a you know a statement saying that they can just show up out of nowhere. Yeah, and then it then it just builds on top of each other, each at bat, and it's like all of a sudden you're in a terrible slump, and he's at rock bottom. That's just pure rock bottom. Yeah, it's 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 and the le- fans are on him, and you got the Brian T. Smith thing, and he's. I mean, they're playing fucking Marisnik over him. Yeah. Which is insulting. <laughs> I get it, but fuck, man. Well, they like, said he's, he's hitting worse, much worse. Yes, yes. And by hitting, I mean attempting to hit, uh, trying very hard. God bless him to hit. And he's a he's a fucking cutie, but <laughs> that only gets you so far. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see, hit home runs in the bedroom, but not on the field. In my heart, but that's not right. on the field. Yeah, that's just bad. It's really bad. He's Gomez was a crucial like piece of the pie or puzzle piece of the pie. That doesn't even fucking make sense. Um, was, well, he was because he was brought in ostensibly so that Marisnik didn't get everyday at bats. Right, but, but I mean, yeah, I just feel his attitude and that moxie is something that was really contagious to the other players. So when yes. he, he was even the fake moxie, he was still hitting home runs every now and again. Not that he was great last year, but. There was something, he still had that swagger that everybody else hates. Yeah. But 
he was having fun out there and they were doing the dances. I don't know. I, I feel like this team like gravitated towards that. Yeah. And now that he is a complete blank spot in the order, or if he's even in it, it's just it kind of sucks to see. It's, for him, and then it sucks for us as fans, and it sucks for the players, and yeah. it sucks for Nazi Germany. I don't know why. I just want <laughs> to throw a Nazi joke in there. Everything comes back to Hitler. Uh-huh. So that was an incredibly disappointing series. Um, one one thing I want to touch on is that after the game where Gregerson blew it, that uh, I guess that was Friday night? No, that was Saturday night. Yes. Whatever game Gregerson blew. Um, he had a, a, a little interesting quote where he, he talked about how he's putting the ball where he wants to. They're just going down and getting it. Yeah. And I and I, I understand a little bit, but I also and, – and, and I'm not discounting the randomness of baseball and trying to hit a round ball with a round bat and things are going to get weird. But but I, part of me feels like, you know, that's two games in a row – or that, at that point, it was two games in a row where Gregerson had sort of blown a save, and right. and and maybe if if you're going out there with a plan and and the plan gets you beat, maybe your plan kind of sucks. Yeah, and you know what? That's what's annoying about this team the most. And I know we're going to touch on Hinch, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of adjustments. It's like we've made this preordained plan from the beginning of the season, and we're just going to stick to it. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating aspect of managing that. And this applies across all sports. The Rockets, uh, Kevin McHale was really bad at it. Like, just couldn't adjust it, fly mid in the game. I can't talk tonight, but on the fly is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And it's and Hinch just stuck in his ways. It's like the same approach. Get him next time. Do your thing. I'm, and not... I'm- do the what's best for the club. And I'm tired of tipping my cap to other teams. Like just freaking go out there and get the job done. Like you don't have to you don't have you are a legitimate major league baseball player. Like stop tipping your cap. Like just do your job. I don't know. But and and, and we talked you know, I think we talked and I'm flip-flopping on how we talked about how relievers are awesome until they're not and they'll they'll go For through, sure. They'll but go that still doesn't <laughs> it still sucks. It still sucks. But I don't want to hear about how you made the pitch you wanted to and, and got smoked, like th- then that pitch sucked. Then then your plan was bad. And and it kind of goes to, well, you don't walk a guy with two strikes. Well, it's David Ortiz in the 11th inning. Like, you, you adjust to the situation. You don't... Right. You don't stick Especially to... Especially right then, like you said, when after the wild pitch, that was when you walk him. That's just what you do. So that's a prime example, and there's a million more. Do but, you do you question letting a rookie who's been in the majors for you know who's been sent back to Fresno two or three times like Michael Feliz, even pitching in the eleventh of a game that you kind of feel like maybe maybe it'd be a really good idea if you won that game? Facing- um, I normally yes, but after how he pitched in the uh, the long Seattle game, I kind of or the long Cleveland game rather, he's been pitching great. I. That's riding a hot hand. I I had no problem with it. Yeah, and I mean that's one of. I mean if it, if he if he strikes everybody out, then you look and say, well, you know, he's he's a rookie and he doesn't. It's one of those like it's like we talked about where last year's team was too dumb to notice that they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the the you know Feliz obviously Feliz knows what it's what it means to pitch in Fenway. 
but you know, you're just a rookie and you go in there and you do your job and, and if it works out, then awesome. You know, that's a great decision to put in Feliz, but it didn't work out. So now I'm questioning it. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's the risk of, of going with the rookie. But I mean, he has electric stuff and like I said, he's been pitching great, was clutch in that Cleveland game. I, I have no problem with that move in that particular instance, but I do think it was crucial. What, I mean, who else was was up what was the alternative at that point at that you point I don't, I don't know yeah i mean we are we what are we talking about here i mean who else is really well ideally they just close out the game in the ninth and it's oh yeah that'd be that'd be cool that would have been the better plan should have done that oh man i'm starting to get apathetic and it's uh it's that's not a good thing <laughs> so is 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 this the pendulum swinging the other way on a hinch's decision making or have you lost a little bit of faith in Hinch as the guy that can turn chicken crap into chicken salad? You know, hmm. Now, I don't want this to come off the wrong way because I, I do like A.J. Hinch. I don't think he's the greatest decision maker as is. I don't think he was last year. Okay. Um, I think he's a good dude that's a player's coach. They all love him, and he's one of the guys. But I... I I don't know. I, I can't tell you specifically. I wish I had a whole list of things that I don't agree with. I just, I don't think he's the best. So I don't really think it's a pendulum swing as much as it is just him kind of being what he is, a mediocre manager. And, and I, is, that, is that too harsh? I, am I misremembering stuff? I just feel like I've always kind of had a problem with with how he did little things here and there. Just, I mean, what was going on with the squeeze play? Was that Castro's missed sign? Was that, there's just so many little things that come back to coaching, whether it was execution or not, that I'm just like, why are y'all doing some of these things? Yeah. And it, I don't know if it's just and trying it's to shake lot. things up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's him trying to manage the team out of a slump and it's just not. And, and, and I feel bad even bring because the issues that plague the Astros, right? Like he's, he's trying, I mean, you can, you can look at it and say, he's trying a bunch of different things, seeing what's going to work. He looked like he was going to cry after that game on Sunday. I would have cried with him. I I would have wept. I I, I just would have put my head on that game. You felt it coming. It just the way I, I applaud the Astros for the resilience. That was a fun baseball game. Or was that the Saturday game? No, it was Sunday, right? That was all the flip flopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, get you know get a lead, you know, with the Valbuena three run home run. They come back and put up a four spot or a three spot or whatever, and you're down again. And then you tie it's eight four. You tie it at eight. Like then you go up nine eight. I mean, it's it was a good baseball game. It just it was there. And and I feel like. But part of it's unfair to you know, like Hinch can't go out there and pitch, you know the 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 we've talked about it before how when the pitching is on the hitting is off when the hitting is on the pitching is off like that's I don't know how much of that lays on that lays on Hinch's shoulders, but and I I, I don't think they first of all I think if you're going to call for a, if you're going to fire a manager mid season and I don't I'm sure somebody is calling for Hinch to get fired, but. But have have a a better plan and like we're gonna get Freddie Gonzalez when he gets fired like 
Like I don't, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense at this point because well, one, the Astros extended him another year after last season, but there's just it's it's a total like this season is a total organization wide failure at this point. Yes, and we're at that we're almost at that forty that magic forty game mark that Robert Flores talked about, where you know who you are after forty games, and if that's if if that is accepted baseball wisdom. And there's something to back that up. Like, this is going to be a long season. Yeah, and, I mean, how many times have we talked about this? And it sucks to put it out there, but for the last few weeks, I think you and I both are on the same page and agreeing that this is kind of who they are. Yeah. And that last year was lightning in a bottle. I think that was your those exact words. And... They're good, and they have the base, and they're trending upwards overall as a as a franchise with the youth coming up uh-huh. and their and their core players. But they're just a, a few young superstars and a bunch of random regular guys around them. And I just I think this is who they are. Yeah, maybe they're going to stay in this right around here, ten nine games under five hundred. And then just kind of shoot up when they get hot to close, and then kind of regress back. I think they'll stay in this window the in, the entire season. I hope they don't. I'm watching every game. I'm rooting for them, but I think that's that's the mo- most realistic uh, prognostication I can come up with. Well, and I, one of the Sadly. things, yeah, and when we weren't able to record last night. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you is when are the Astros actually going to shake some things up? And and with now that we were recording tonight, they have a little bit. Oh, Tony Camp! To- Nashville's own. My adopted hometown. Now, Texas is my home state, but I lived in Nashville for seven years, which is a significant portion of my life. Yeah, that's a, that's a you can call that home. So I, I don't mind saying that. And, and for a while, like, all my exes did live in Texas, which is partially why I hung my hat in Tennessee. Um, Get the fuck out of here. Got it. Just leave. Got it. Got to bring um, St. George. Anyway. I'm, just, I'm so just kidding. That was harsh. Tony, Camp, Tony Kemp's up. Um, Insert your lame-ass short joke with him and Jose Altuve. I don't know how many of those we have to hear, but yeah, it's did gonna, you see all those? I was just like, come on, people. Like, Have you not learned your lesson yet? That, show some originality. Right. Sorry. It's not as trite as the Houston you have a problem thing. Oh, but, nothing is... Uh, uh, that should be a crime. You should you should be brought before some sort of like journalism tribunal if you use Houston. You have a problem, or maybe you oh, get shot in the eye with ink. It's or, so lazy and just. But it's not even the laziness of it. It's that they actually think that it's a clever, you know, play on words from the city, and like they think they're being clever with it. Yeah, Rangers like it fans. hasn't been said forever. And then we talked about this on another episode. Yeah, people died. Yeah, and Rangers fans are the worst about it, especially when like you Darvish is, Darvish is pitching because they they can put you having oh, problem. Yeah, screw that whole franchise. Screw their fans. Screw their thug players. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Let's let's talk about. Let, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Tony Kemp. He is he's he's one of these guys that I he's one of these guys that I think Altuve was, even though Altuve was was way younger when he came up. Uh, Kemp's 24, 298 batting average at AAA, 410 on base percentage with a 405 slugging. So he's going to be your sort of slap hitter, 
walks guy. Where do you want to see him in the lineup? Uh, I'd like to see him seventh or eighth spot. Ah, that's exactly of, what I was thinking. Go ahead. Yeah, kind of get on base and for Altuve in the top of the lineup. Well, how to many do some runs? How many times has you get Correa or Rasmus who gets a hit, and then it's just a black hole of of batting average <laughs> after that. Like to have a guy hitting hitting in the bottom of the lineup that where at least in the and, and everyone knows that the triple a success does not get see brett wallace slash john singleton triple a success doesn't guarantee anything not even close but at least the the possibility of getting a guy who can extend sort of a rally that isn't going to at least on surface level that he's not going to hit in because he's fast he's not going to hit into a whole lot of double plays Right, but he's going to be able to put the bat on the ball, or, or and at least he has decent plate discipline, where where he can sort of extend it or get the one single that you need to score two runs. Yep, that's what this team needs is the guy that can do that. Um, one thing I want to piggyback that with is that how come with the DH, how come more teams don't don't take advantage of that and kind of stack their lineup that way kind of ignoring the quintessential you know first through one through nine clean up at four and then progressively worse why don't they pepper in good players at the uh at the back of the lineup so that the top some teams do but yeah just so you know the top of the lineup can especially our top of the lineup with the guy like jose altive i feel like that would be beneficial to have guys that can get on base you know, back in the uh, in the order. I think, why? Why is that? I th- I think with especially with guys that are that are high average hitters that that you move them up so that they get more at bats and more plate appearances. Um, of course, but but I think if you've got sort of a middling average guy with a pretty with a decent any any on base percentage over four hundred is is pretty freaking great, especially for this team. Right. Um, I think you can you can have a little bit more. Now you wouldn't you wouldn't hit like Barry Bonds seventh. No, no. But but with a guy like Kemp, you know, and I think what the Astro ideally what happens because Kratz, R.I.P. Uh, Kratz is dead. Long live Kratz. Um, with Gaddis coming up, you know, he Kratz is never closes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the deli. I don't know if you've seen that commercial. You're not in here. <laughs> he. Uh, I think you know we're going to see Gaddis get a couple games a week at catcher. Um, you know he can DH three or four game, you know three or four other games during the week, and then they can sort of use that DH spot to give Altuve a rest without taking his his bat out of the lineup. Or they can do that with Correa or Springer or Rasmus, or they can sort of spell guys, especially with care. Are they still? I think they're still carrying thirteen pitchers. You know that you're try- you, you don't have that extra bat off the bench. You got guys that need the that that need to take a little bit of a break. So you just send them out for six minutes worth of work a night, and and that's how you get them their rest without completely killing whatever chance you have of winning that game. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we see, and that's what that's what Hinch did did more of last year. Um. But but clearly that that losing three or four where two of the losses were completely winnable games, that that spurred the that spurred Luno to make to make some changes. So 
Do you trust Luno? Um, he hasn't given me too many reasons not to yet. He's given me a couple. A couple the not. trades. The trades don't look good. Yeah. Right now, at this very moment, they don't. But he's also built an incredible we can, yeah, we have to we can't overlook the farm system. He's, he's and built. the plethora of people coming up. So I, I've, I think that he's got to play the trades kind of chill because of all the all the talent coming up for the the perfect storm. Yeah, and 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 that was sort of his thing in in St. Louis is that he was the guy that built that farm system. Like I think yep. every, everyone sort of knew he could build a farm system, and that's what was exciting. But but those the the Casimir trade, the Gomez trade, like. Well, the Gomez trade, like we talked about, it was a risk, and it was a risk worth taking. And but it was a everybody knew it was a risk. And I love I love Tony Kemp, but but it sure would be nice to to maybe have the promise of Brett Phillips uh, coming up. Yeah, as that outfielder. But I think that's kind of like a. uh, It's nice to see that. All right, we need to do something. So that's just it's kind of a proactive move that gives me some faith that anything's on the table now that they're the red flag is officially up within the organization as if it wasn't already but i they're they're ready to go i had and i i want to say i want to say it was matt jackson um from one of the i don't listen to houston sports radio i just i'm not in a position to maybe this summer yeah matt's not on the radio anymore is he not no i hadn't been for a while oh okay well well, this already my point is invalid. Um, but um, he tweeted. He, he tweeted at me, and I said so. I tweeted something probably snide. Um, of course. And he said, you know, the oh, I said the, the 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 Red Sox. Who the Red Sox are right now is kind of who I thought the Astros could be. Yep. But but they're obviously not. Um, and he said, that's a, well, that's a good parallel. He said that that Boston's ownership knows that you have to spend actual money in order to improve your team. Are you? How do you feel about the whole payroll conversation and the whole payroll talk as using that as a knock against the Astros? Um, this is another thing. Uh, we, we're so damn good that we've talked about everything on other episodes. <laughs> um, but we haven't. I, I think I said this that we don't. We haven't seen what ownership what they're going to do in terms of what kind of money they're going to spend. Who when it when it all comes together, they haven't got to that pull the trigger point yet yeah i like i feel like that's sort of So we don't even know what kind of organization they are which is scary and i mean it's only scary because they're playing shitty right now yeah and we don't know what we're gonna get but i mean crane could be like all right let's go and then all of a sudden there's not a player that's not on the on the board that has a chance to come here because i'm trying to think of of you know, Fister was a one-year deal, a free agent signing. Like there haven't, there haven't. That's the, been the best signing ever. So you have to give Luno credit for that shit. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, but, but I guess my point is that they haven't gone the like every major addition that that they've made over the course of the last year and a half, two years has been via trade, right. and and they had the 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 cost was in prospects, and not in, and not in actual dollars. Yeah. But then again, I kind of go back to who would you have spent money on? Like, I mean, I, I would have backed up the truck for Steven Strasburg, but that's not going to happen anymore. Um, I it, mean, there wasn't really 
like I said, there hasn't been anybody really out there. Yeah, so I don't want them to spend. I don't want them to sign the the ghost of Edwin Jackson to a fifty million dollar deal. No, no. So I I like restraint with especially with baseball restraint. I just went like BDSM real quick. Um, <laughs> what with, with oh, because I was like especially with baseball contracts. Like <laughs> that's not what I was alluding to. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like them to sit back. Bad contracts are the worst, and especially when you're bringing it. Just there's the old Yankee thing where it's like, oh, this guy has hit 40 home runs in the last three years. Let's overpay and take a shot on him. I don't like teams that do that. Yeah, but they, it works sometimes. So there's that too. Because I, mean, I mean, if you're if you're really looking for the Astros to spend money this off season, like the free agent class isn't isn't great. I mean, you're looking at it's guys like 34 year old Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, Josh Reddick could be interesting. Yeah, um, uh, we got to re-sign Colby. Well, we have to lifetime contract, obviously. For Rasmus. I wonder what. I guess it depends on how he finishes the season. I wonder what kind of money he's going to get thrown at him. Is he restricted? Is that uh, even a thing in baseball? I don't know. It's not a thing in baseball. Um, it's he. I would. I would say he's a four-year, sixty to eighty million kind of guy. Yeah. There's just yeah. there's just not there's not a name that other than Strasburg, who's just signed that huge extension. I don't like, want any part of him to be honest with you. Is it the elbow? Yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing impressed. Like I would be perfectly. Happy with the Astros not really doing anything in free agency this year. What I'd like to see them do is commit the money that they would spend on free agents to extending Jose Altuve or Rasmus or or Correa even. Or, I know it's early, but you may be able to get a little bit of discount if you just lock him up. He's going to get like you're not going to do that. He's going to get so expensive. That's what I'm saying. He's he's not playing that great. I, I'm not saying you're going to get over on him or anything. He deserves every penny that he gets, but yeah, like take care of the core base of this team. I'm just tired. I'm just tired of, of payroll being the automatic default when criticizing. There's so many other things you could criticize the Astros for, but like the what they've done, the point is to keep payroll low. Like, right, that was the the goal, and they stuck to it. And they, I mean, Jose Altuve wasn't part of the plan, <laughs> right? So he's thrown a big curveball to them because oh man which is a good thing it's a great i mean but so I'll, now you have I'll now you have a I'll, shit man he's like a future hall of famer the way he's playing yeah um at second base that wasn't even uh ever a top hundred prospect like no. how crazy is that shit yeah i mean he and Alt- he and altuve and correa this year are making a combined four million dollars that's hilarious that's and so like what are you gonna berate the Astros for for only paying them four million dollars when no that's winning that's that's called winning business that's and as of last year it was winning baseball as well it was the best combination yeah no that's incredible and they're gonna get there so it's not like we're they're like not paying them that's just the deal yeah it's just kind of how it sort of how it works so so I'm not I mean and and the free agent list for next year is going to I mean what are the, so okay? First base. If we're just assuming that they give, I don't know why they wouldn't promote AJ Reed, but yeah, there's a first base. You're talking about Pedro Alvarez, Ike Davis, 
Edwin Encarnacion, Adam LaRoche, James Loney, Justin Morneau, Mitch Moreland, Brandon Moss, David Ortiz, Justin Smoke, Nick Swisher, Mark Teixeira. No thank you. None. Third baseman, Daniel Descalso, Martin Prado, Justin Turner, or Luis Valbuena. No thanks. Alex Bregman. <laughs> That's right. You got a wolf in the house? You got a cot... Hey, is that a coyote? I heard a coyote out there. What is that? <laughs> That's Angus's first appearance, wasn't it? Hang on. Let me make sure no one's trying to break into my house. Hey, dog. He scared him off. I was hoping it was a possum, and Colby was walking up. So, <laughs> catchers, Drew Butera, no thank you, Fra- Francisco Cervelli, A.J. Ellis, Ryan Hannigan, who destroyed the Astros, yep. um, Nick Hundley, Jonathan LaCroix, I could see, now Ooh, he's going to like be a that. guy that I could see the Brewers trading. Yep, I'd, I'd like that. Any production at, at catcher would be pretty cute, be pretty yeah. ideal. I mean, there's just no one outfield. But that, those are the kind of guys that I want them to target right now. Based on who's out there, go get some value players that are productive major leaguers because our major leaguers are not productive major leaguers. Half of them. And I'd like some productivity. I don't know about you. I'd like to win some more games. That'd be fine. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. It's crazy. It's controversial. There's even looking at the starting pitching list, there's not a real impressive name out there. You know, so, so they they need they need a strong number two. It could be Joe Musgrove. It could not I, be. I, he's going to be up, but oh, that would be really really great if if Musgrove came up and was the truth. Was the truth? Because that'd be another one. If we if we if if Luno is hitting randomly on these, not expected to be superstars. Musgrove's not supposed to be a. Wasn't a crazy top prospect, was he? I he wasn't, and then he like like the Astros bought low on Musgrove, and since he's come to Houston, like he has yeah. he has flourished. So so yeah, if you if if you just hit on one out of ten on those, it's on the low risk guys that you bring it in, and you're just like you say, you bought low. Man, that it, just adds. Chances to win. It does. It, it just gives you options and gives you versatility. So, And it's good business, too, because if Musgrove comes out and is dominant, then you're in another position where you're not paying a guy, and you can go out and get somebody when they are available. So, Right. This might be – I mean, this I, – I was not mentally prepared for this being a continuation of a rebuilding process, but this is what it's turned out to be. Yeah. I don't like I, it. I, I I hate to say that I kind of expected it. Not not this drastic, and not the way they're doing it. They're just playing so inconsistent across all facets of the game that it's and they're and they're still losing stupid games too. So yeah. they they really aren't. Oh man, I don't even. It's so bad that I can't even put together a uh, intelligent point (laughs) well okay so they are 15 and 24 okay yeah five five games go the other way and they're easy and they're 20 and 19 
Yeah, that's their, how stupid this is, and that that makes it even more frustrating. Because you can easily think of you. Well, we can think of two games in the last four days that they should have won that they lost, which would There's make them. Been, yeah, there there are a, there are five to seven games that were one inning, and there may be even more. But I'd go as high as, as seven off the top of my head that were winnable late in the game. That were it's one play or one inning or walk, you know, ninth inning home and, runs. It's just and you factor in you factor in that at least one of those games came against the Rangers. And if you if you are just shooting high and saying seven games that the Astros could easily have won, that's twenty two and seventeen, and they are leading the division. And you know, who's the uh, is it? I saw a graphic that that showed the uh, same amount of run differential. And I think it was like Philadelphia or something. Yeah, the the Phillies and the Astros have the same run differential, and the Phillies are a game out of first in the National League East, and yeah. the Astros are sitting basement. Yeah, and that that so so throw in luck there too. So that's another aspect of the game that <laughs> there yeah. isn't going too well. So ah. Uh, and so you say that, and you like it's silver lining, and it's like okay, they could be right there, but they they're not good either, though. No. You know what I mean? So it's not like you can rest on that heartache of the bad luck. It's just, and I think that's what I did all off season. I rested, and I right. thought they, there's no way that they can be they can extend that terrible run of luck that they had towards the end of the season. And it turns out, oh yes, they can. Oh, they've yeah, they've one upped it for sure. <laughs> they're like last year was the good year. Homie, like now but, you're in, now you're in for some hell. But see, but last year they had that, and it, they showed a little bit in the Sunday game, even though they ended up blowing it in heartbreaking fashion. But that resilience, where they're never out of a game, they're not scared, they're going to come up swinging, and they can put up a four spot at any point. Yeah, and that's one thing that I loved about this team is that they were almost too young and stupid to understand the what's on the line. And that you know that's why they were able to win up in New York, and they were just like you know fuck it, let's let's play ball. Yeah. But now I think they got a little not cocky, but I think they understood that, that there's real expectations for this team, and <laughs> you know they're inside their heads. Yeah. And yeah. it's showing. They're all inside their heads from position players, starting pitching, bullpen, coaching. It's it's a it's an F across the board, except for Jose Altuve. Yeah, and there's uh, obviously some other peppered in good grades, but fuck, man. Like they that they're cap- they're fully capable of putting up a four spot, and the pitching staff is fully capable of giving up a five spot the next half inning. Any given, yeah, any given half inning. It's oh man, this is not. I w- I was sort of looking forward to just kind of, I, and may, this is me being stupid. I was looking forward to just kind of like sitting back and watching them win two out of three every all season long, and boom, playoffs, and then let's see what happens. Like I, I was not a part of my mental distress is the I let my guard down, and I thought this was I, I shouldn't have thought it was going to be easy, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. I kind of I thought the that it, it'd be bunched up a whole lot more than it actually is. The division. Yeah, I. I, I let my guard down as well. But again, all last year, even though they were good, I just had it in my head that I'm just like, I, I couldn't tell you why they were good. Our, you know, our pitching. Yeah. Nobody, you had McHugh just winning 19 games 19. like the, in weird fashion. Yeah. So 
and this could be Houston sports mentality too. But I'm just not. I was just never confident in them. I don't know why. Yeah. And I think I think that's just the 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 past few seasons all built up, and there's no reason to. And then they're they're good out of nowhere. And see, I think they trend back this year, <laughs> and then that gives. Luno the the ability to adjust the plan and get it right and know where the real flaws are and there's no lightning in a bottle you know who the players are same team back essentially yeah. so I think it can end up being a really good thing it so, just sucks we have to go through it so this year is the platform year and last year was was sort of just things happened to break right and and not not that not that last year the regular season was a success because they pissed, it, pissed away a pretty right. large lead yeah. but but last year was more of a fluke and this is the actual like platform year where the springboard year i guess is what i'm trying to say that propels them into being a legitimate like wor- sort of worthy of the hype right right i think last year just things broke their way early, and they played as good as they possibly could with the team they had and the style of ball they played. They played the best they could, and of course, that still wasn't that great. Yeah. What they win eighty six games. Eighty six, yeah. I mean, that's cool, I guess. But yeah. that's that's just mediocre baseball. Yeah, that's not going to win too many divisions. Well, it's it, not. It, yeah, it didn't win the so, West. So. So and I and I don't. I'm coming off as really negative this episode. It's more of this is what every pessimist says. It's like, oh, it's it's just being a realist. It's just <laughs> being realistic. You got to keep it no, real. No, um, but yeah, it is. And I think we all just need to put things into perspective. And when you manage your expectations, you can't get hurt. That's true. That's on a, a wall on my wall with a lady playing beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those stupid. Never mind. I love that you have like a like a, a random motivational poster on your wall. Yeah, with the quote that makes no sense. But yeah, <laughs> beach, volley, beach volleyball player for some reason. <laughs> um, I got the same one, but it's a man hunting. <laughs> I have a Bible verse with with uh, above Colby Rasmus in hunting gear. That would be good. I'd, I might actually. I don't have that, but I'd, I'm thinking about making it. I paused there to think about how hard it would be to make that. So, um, well, let's talk about. So the Rangers did what we wanted the Astros to do. Yeah, they do that. They went out and they beat some ass. So, how much? Rubenet Odor is one of those players, and I I tweeted this that I absolutely hate that guy. But if he played for the Astros, I, I'd absolutely freaking love him. Yep, he's that guy. He's that guy. Like he's dirty. Like he, the same slide that Bautista did on him, he did all over the place. Slide. He tried to break Jose Altuve last oh, year. Yeah, for sure. And and now he's now he's getting all riled up when someone comes and does the same thing to him. But I think the Rangers and Blue Jays have the rivalry that I want the Astros and Rangers to have. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, because because you had the. The crazy playoff game with the bat flip, and then the Toronto just throwing down beer bottles everywhere. It was just a. It was that, after that meltdown in, inning, it, and uh, what would, that was just a mess up there. That was amazing. But see, but yeah, it was. That was one of the greatest, greatest games I've watched. 
But see, they they had something that planted the seeds, and I felt like we almost got there with Kansas City, and we may have gotten there, but we never fought back. Yeah, it was there to become a cool rivalry with Kansas City. Yep. They could. Oh man, they, I thought we were both going to be young and battling each other and. In league championship series for years to come. <laughs> Boy, was that wrong. That's right. Um, but no, you're right. I would love for us to have that kind of so, intensity with the Rangers. And I, I think the fans do. At least the Astros fans do. Uh, Ranger fans, they don't have souls right. or uh, or hearts. So they can't really feel anything. And they don't have perspective. Like, they don't remember that the that the Rangers were terrible for a very yeah, they don't, long time. Yeah, they also don't know baseball at all. So, yeah, yeah, they don't remember that the Rangers have been awful for a really, really long time. Because Rangers fans are mostly Cowboys fans who don't understand, who don't, who haven't quite figured out why they're not, like, jumping on the ball when it's, when, well, like, if, a, if someone bunts, like, why don't, they don't understand, like, why doesn't the pitcher think it's a fumble and try to recover it? Like, yeah, they're, they're idiots. They're just bad. They're bad people. They're terrible people. They should repent. Some of the worst people. Oh, they're awful. But who's going to, so who's going to, first of all, let's, let's, we had a request to, to kind of break this down. Walk me through your, your view of the, the actual fight. Cause it was the best baseball fight that there's it's, been. It's a, it's a good one that's been a while just cause a punch was thrown for once. And it um, landed. Yeah. I mean, it was, and it landed well, solid. All right. So I did not have a problem with Bautista's slide. I think he came in low. Um, it was a hard slide. I, I get it, but back in the day, that's just a that's just a baseball play. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Even what fucking ten years ago, maybe less. Yeah, that's that's just a good play. Um, so an overreaction. I mean, yes, it was a very hard aggressive slide. I get it, but it was an overreaction on Odor, and he fucking connected. He set Bautista up. He did the standard push away. It's like he's playing a fight night. Yeah. And the standard push away to give you the to give you the length to size up the hook and he just cold cocked him, man. It was a nice punch. It was I gotta a, give him all the credit. It was a, a picture perfect punch. It makes a great meme, a great gif. The world is celebrating. <laughs> the yes. But I love Joey Bats, man, so I, I'm still I'm still Team Bautista. I, you know, and because of where I teach, and because I teach idiot freshmen, um, they're not idiots, but but they're, they're they're no, they are idiots. They're they're all sweet. I'll say it. They the like a large percentage of them are Rangers fans, and so they're bad people. <laughs> so they're they're failing every single one of them. Yeah. Um, but there was one kid that that when the Astros got knocked out of the playoffs earlier, it was earlier this school year. Like he was just kind of giving me all sorts of crap, and he's sitting there, and I'm like, we we lost on the same day. Like our seasons ended on the same day. Like, what are you doing? And so, but he just wouldn't let it go. And so he, it was perfect. Like he threw a paper wad because we it was towards the end of class, and we were kind of get, wrapping up. I, I was holding a yardstick, and he threw a paper wad at the trash can, and I actually like hit the paper wad with the yardstick, and then did the Bautista bat flip. At, at <laughs> That's him. so cool. And and there was some there was some respect there, so he 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 doesn't talk as much crap as he did, but uh, yeah, I, I I like Bautista, and and I think part of my love for Bautista is because of the bat flip and because it came against the Rangers, and but but still, I'll I'll give credit where it's due. Odor connected with a pretty nice punch. Does uh, Bautista follow you on Twitter? 
<laughs> yes, he, he follows does. a lot of people. That's why I was asking. Yeah, does he follow you? Of course. Because yeah, we're on. we're Come one on. of the chosen, the few, the half million. But yeah, he yeah he follows. No, it's like seven hundred k now. But I'm he has a million followers, so I mean that's still. But yeah, he's like I guess he just follows everybody. He's one of those guys. Seven hundred nineteen thousand. Yeah, but I thought it was weird back in the day when. He follows like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like why? I'm gonna. Why are you doing this? I'm gonna I'm disappoint gonna you, you so fast. Yeah, we'll end this very quickly. So, old Joey Bats has not tweeted in four days. So no, he hasn't. But he probably was he was about to, and then he was like, "Well, <laughs> I, I bet his mentions." I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and stay off that timeline for a few days. I bet his mentions are an absolute dumpster fire. Oh, that's bad. You know it's bad. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm just going to see if there's anything good. Just because I like people getting trolled by idiots. <laughs> so who's the uh, who's the guy on the Astros that's that's going to snap and be the Odor and just throw a punch and get suspended for 10 games, but no one's going to care? Gomez. He's going to snap. He's at rock bottom. He's like he's at school shooting level. <laughs> uh, that's the second time I've made that joke. That's amazing. I edited out the first that's one. How, that's how sad are you? Oh, yeah. So can we leave that one in? Yeah, we'll leave that one in. Because I'm not talking about doing it. Right, right. That was a very – I laughed very hard, but but for everybody's sake, I edited that, that first one. Was that one the first episode? It was <laughs> the second or third. With, oh, I was going to say, come out with gun. Oh, it was, about, it was about the if, – if the Astros lost the twin series, then something, <laughs> yeah. something yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, I, I could see Gomez totally – I could see Gomez totally doing it because I think he would like some extended time off uh, to sort of reevaluate his swing and, and think about some things. I think it'd be a well thought out move, especially if, if executed. He gets some aggression out. Yeah, you win, the, especially if it's in an escalated situation in a in a game. And I think all of the fans, especially us, with the Wesling episode, we've been clamoring for them to just. Get the rally belt. Just get a good fight. Get the rally belt. But for Gomez, with all the just the, all the bad things that people are saying, if he just manned up and took care of business like Odor did, he would get some respect. He'd get a few days off. He'd get his mojo back. Get his yeah. He'd start feeling and sexy we, again. We'd get our mojo back. I feel like they need a fight. I really do. I I, don't, I hate to beat that that point home but no pun intended uh, but i mean rasmus needs I, i'll get my getting stick <laughs> they'd all be getting rasmus getting, rasmus getting shows on, up in getting cam- on an ambulance he's in he's in a camo astros uniform and no one knows where it came from <laughs> like he, he ran into the clubhouse and put it on like clark kent style real like, quick he's the reason they started doing the army uniforms on on july 4th or, or the <laughs> The military holidays, he's just like, this is my idea. Yeah, we got to do camo. That's right. That's right. And now he's got the new eye black. God, he's so good. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Man. We aren't. The Astros overall are not, but he is. Yes. The Yeah, the Astros are bad. We need them to be better. For, our, for everyone's sake. For their sake. For our sake. Whoa. Okay. Did you see this from at Crane's Brain? Okay, in all caps. If we had to, what would be an acceptable acceptable return for Altuve? 
asking for a friend. Are you asking for a blocked friend that <laughs> can never read my tweets again? <laughs> well, I know that's a hypothetical, and I know you said if we had to in all caps, but why the what the fuck? I think that is 2010 to 2013 mentality. And I'm not yeah, saying Crane's. I, I like Crane's brain, and he's he's not. He, he's good at Twitter. I, I like him too. But I. But that's just a terrible take. <laughs> I think I think that that's sort of our. Altuve default. is on the. There's a list called the no no trade list. He's not. It's not even. It's not even a debatable point. I want if if. If someone call, if some executive calls Luno and asks, you know, about the availability of Altuve, I want him to fax his middle finger. Because <laughs> I'm, I don't know why they still have faxes, but no, they do, and they, they use it just for that. Probably do. So, I there is not an acceptable return. No, there, there literally is not an acceptable return. Would you trade That's... him for Trout? No. Because at this point, I'm, they're the same player. I, I'd consider it, but no, he, they're the same player. Uh, I, I bless you. Altuve is no. I, I wouldn't. He's been too good from the jump, and he's getting better. He is and getting he, better. He steals bases, and he's the the AL stolen base leader every year. And he's dude. He's just fucking good. Yeah, there's he's no, so good. There is like he's he's he hadn't even hit his peak yet, in my opinion. And I think, and he's already MVP. You know, it's like. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, if the Astros had had won those seven games, those seven hypothetical games that they could have won that we were talking about earlier, like there would be no doubt they would already be talking about Altuve as MVP. They already are. I, I've seen a few articles on it. They just need to... But no, win. you can't give... Unless he's putting up just more insane than they already are, you can't, you can't be on this team and win an MVP. Yeah, no, that's true. It just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So no, there is no acceptable return unless yeah. uh, and 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 by if we had to, I'm assuming that like some executive is threatening to take the life of some of of like like someone is threatened like has put a hit out. Yeah, on Luno. yeah, yeah. That's what it has to be. It has to be some sort of terrible terrorist scenario because you're not paying him any money. He's the best player, the best second baseman aside maybe Robinson Cano, Cano in the, the AL. Like there's not even like there's no scenario that makes that even fun to talk about. No. Yeah, uh yeah, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Granke, and uh like four years of number one draft picks and still like <laughs> Yeah, there's no, I, I cannot think of an except other than like someone has threatened Luno's life. That's the only I think that's the only way that happens. Jake Arietta and Chris Bryant. And Chris Bryant. And Kyle Schwarber. Yep. And a, and a Jorge Soler and Javier Baez. I'll take it. I'd make that trade. And then get Altuve and Valbuena. <laughs> we'll even throw in Scott Feldman. Yeah, Feldman. Pack your bags, buddy. <laughs> um, You're the player to be named later. <laughs> yeah, right? So shit. No. I, that was fun. To make fun of, <laughs> he'll be thrilled to hear this, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, you know, we got to treat. What you get? You at me with stuff like that? And again, I'd love the account, love the guy. Terrible take. So no, no trading Altuve. Ever. So I don't know that we accomplished a whole lot here. I don't even feel better. 
No, there was, this was not cathartic, unlike other shows. No, it wasn't. We got we got Colby to do a great spot. That was pretty cool. That was that was great. That was I mean, God bless him. So <laughs> he wants to do more. Yeah, he wants to do make it like a most interesting man type series where he's just always doing something different. <laughs> he's a blend between like the popcorn Sutton like moonshine guy and Wilson from Tool Time. That's what I imagine. <laughs> like he's got this like depth of wisdom, but he's like, oh yeah for sure. But he can go in and out of it at any point. There's like. There's like an element of dementia. Is but he's he, just not sure where it lies. Does he get more profound the more red dog he drinks? I think he can just come in and out at any point. Yeah. Like he could be saying something really stupid and then like he'll drop some art of war quotes and shit. Like, <laughs> like whoa, okay. Sun Tzu. Like, he's like, yeah, that son fella. <laughs> And then he like quotes it verbatim. Like, but he okay, says it. Well. He calls him Sun Tzu, and then and yeah. then quotes it Sun, word for word. Sunny Tzu. <laughs> oh man. Well. Yeah. <laughs> rate us on iTunes. Shoulder shrug. Yeah. So go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Give us five fucking stars. Stop I, with this. Stop I was this. proud. I don't remember who it was, but they did. I called him out and said, you know. Show yourself coward about the four star, and they're like, "It was me." I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> Did they say why? Uh, I don't. It it was legitimate. It, we probably deserved it. I've, like, like four isn't bad. Four is really good. Four's great. The I've had some complaints about the size of the download, but I don't know how to fix that. I mean, you're getting a then minute. They, you're getting then, a then minute. They should of, just listen to it on. Uh, just stream it on SoundCloud if yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. You're getting Knock a minute of, of Jose Lima singing you the Caso Olay song. Like I'm sure that's part of the reason, but I'm not changing that. And you can, um, and you can, you don't have to download it in iTunes either. I mean, I if you subscribe, you, you get downloaded. But just uh, there is a setting where you can have the it removed right after you uh, listen. Yeah. So that gets rid of any storage, and it. I mean, come on. But you can stream it to. So, we don't care about our numbers that much. We just want you to listen. Yeah, we care just, about our numbers a lot. Don't fuck this up for us. <laughs> this is our <laughs> golden Sorry, I, to, I had to threaten. I, to, I just realized that I do care. And don't mess up our numbers. We, we want all the money. We're trying to sell out here. So, please don't mess this up for us. Yes, yes. Anything else? Did you want to talk about baseball things? Or are we too mad to do no, that? No, I'm too mad. Oh, okay, me too. So... All right. We'll save that for a fun episode. Yeah, so one where there's actually winnable games that are we talk about. And also, uh, before we sign off, I was looking. I was looking. <laughs> what, what's winning? I don't even know what that means. No, I don't know. Um, I was just gonna say that our schedule. Apparently, we got we're getting a bunch of the these Monday off off days, which really messed up my grand idea of the off day bonus episode that's supposed to happen on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Days. Yeah, mainly Thursdays. But we're just—I looked, and we have another Monday in two weeks. So I guess the schedule just has to write itself. For the All Star Game, it all resets. I don't know. We'll get at least one whatever. a week. One a week. Yeah. So. And sorry about last night. Just life happens. We are planning on being consistent. So don't worry about that. 
Yeah. And it felt weird not even have one come out on Sunday night for me. So Yeah, it was weird, but I there, there's a chance that I knew there was today. If if there was we would have made it happen if if there wasn't an off day today for sure. Yeah. And life might get in my way next Sunday night too, so so yeah. we'll, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. yeah, we do what we want. This is our show. That's right. You got Colby Rasmus and Jose Lima talking to you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Calm down. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Speaking of Jose Lima, take us home. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole.